0: Episode 136 of the Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast involves hockey, hockey, and, spoilers, hockey. That's right, we're covering both conference tournaments from last weekend, setting up for the state playoffs starting tonight, and the Buckeye year In tournament for my fourth time. If it's happening in Cincinnati and Dayton, Ohio, and it's sports-related, it's on the Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast with Lee W. Mowen. This is a weekly podcast dedicated to sports happening in the Cincinnati and Dayton, Ohio region. Visit theleewmowen.com slash podcasts to listen on your favorite platforms like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, Spotify, the iHeartRadio app, and more. Follow the host on Twitter at the Lee W. Mowen and the podcast at Sinday Pod. Opening theme is Arpy by Dan Hennig from the YouTube Music Library Collection. Now for your host Lee W. Mowen. Podcasting here from South Metro Sportsplex, getting ready to start my fourth Buckeye year in tournament. That is 22 games and three days for yours truly. So next week, if my voice sounds a little funny, please forgive me. But lots of hockey to talk about. We'll give college baseball a quick shout-out. Uh, Wright State, after the first weekend and Wednesday's game, 1-3 on the year, they got swept by Mississippi State, a very good SEC team, but did defeat Louisville by a pretty nice margin. I think 10-3 was that final score in favor of the Raiders. And depending on where you ask, Louisville was number one, number two, number three. Who cares? It's a top-ranked team, and it's a team that is normally in the College World Series. So big win for the Raiders there. And for the Dayton Flyers, 3-1 to start off their season. Dayton they only dropped a contest 10-9 to to UNC Wilmington. That's North Carolina Wilmington. Not to be confused with UNC Wilmington South. This joke ran away from me quick. Anyway, that game the Seahawks had six errors, but still held on for a 10-9 win. But the Flyers did sweep the Bryant Bulldogs and also got the last game away from the Seahawks. And now they're starting a three-game series at Memphis at FedEx Field. There's a lot of FedExes in Memphis. Might be their headquarters, if you think about it, but I didn't. That's a quick college baseball shout-out. Yes, I like to spend a little more time on the subject. You know me. College baseball starts in a couple weeks here. Actually, Tuesday is the scheduled first home game, but normally home games in February don't get played up here, unless it's at uh, Athletes in Action, and I haven't seen... Well, Wright State, they... Don't do that anymore because they have their own turf field. For UD, I haven't seen that in uh, quite some time. In fact, the Upper Valley Macy's was still open. You know how I know because I stopped there before heading the AIA. So there you go. So hopefully next week we'll return to normal. This is going to be a bit of a short episode. I did want to get one out before the Buckeye Year End Tournament started because if I didn't, then there's no way I was going to get an episode out this week. We'll start off with conference tournament, and we'll start off with the Capital Hockey Conference's Blue Jackets Cup. There are two brackets, as you know, consolation and championship side, and we want to say congratulations going out to the number one-seeded Upper Arlington Golden Bears. That team is very, very tough. I think their record's 33-0-1, that one being a tie, and St. Xavier, their first year in the Capital, coming over from the Southwest Ohio High School Hockey League. The Swashal, as we abbreviated, nice run for St. X. They won the championship in the consolation bracket in overtime against Thomas Worthington, 3-2. to Upper Arlington, they shut out St. Charles, a very good team. We got to see here at South Metro earlier this year, 3 nothing for their win. And the Talawanda Brave only gave up one goal in their run in the Swashal tournament. If you didn't catch any of the broadcasts this year, the Swashel tournament, a little bit different. Normally we have a red bracket with one gold team getting in as the sixth seed. And a gold bracket with just the three other teams, well, because there's only eight teams now. It's one bracket of eight teams and whoever wins it gets that big beautiful trophy. Which the Talawanda Brave did for the first time in eleven seasons. They shut out the other Panthers seven nothing, the Sycamore Aves eight nothing, and beat the Beaver Creek Beavers eight to one. They gave up an early first period goal, but came back and scored eight straight to hoist a trophy for the first time in 11 seasons. And for Talawanda, 1st year head coach Zach Sens. That's got to be a great way to start off your head coaching career. What a season Talawanda has had. And it's been a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun covering the conference tournament. Except that Thursday where the internet decided, nope, we're not going to work. But luckily we figured it away Saturday and Sunday. We got the semifinal and the final. Streaming live, at least I thought it was streaming live, no one complained that the feed was dropping in and out, but there you go. So again, Upper Arlington, St. Xavier and the Capital Hockey Conference winning their Blue Jackets Cups, Upper Arlington Championship side and St. X, the consolation side, Talawanda winning the Swashal Tournament, and that will set up the state playoffs. And yours truly has a piece that I just wrote, it took me about two and a half hours to write it. This is about the first-round playoffs, and this will soon be up on OhioHockeyDigest.com. It's been a lot of fun covering Southwest Ohio hockey. I wish there was a lot of times where I could done it weekly, but time slips away. But it's been a lot of fun, so I'll cover the rest of the Columbus District playoffs, which we'll talk about right now. They start tonight at 6.30, and most of these games will be... No Columbus area, by most, I mean all. Most of the games will be at the Chiller North or at the Ice House and Nationwide Arena. And we'll let you know where and when they'll play. We'll start off the first game tonight, 6.30 at the Chiller North. You have number 22, Dublin, Scioto, taking on number 23, Troy. At 6.45 at the Chiller North, you have Talawanda, the ninth seed, over on the Columbus bracket, taking on number 12, Springboro. Also at the Chiller North at 8.30, number 11, Thomas Worthington has number 13, Beaver Creek. On the bottom side of the bracket, you have number 14, Dublin Kaufman, squaring up with number 16, Alter. Number 15, Olin Tangy has number 17, Bishop Waterson. A great Cincinnati battle here as number 10, St. X battles number 24, Elder. Columbus Academy, the 18th seat, has 19 seated Sycamore. Centerville, seeded 21st, gets number 20, Gehanna Lincoln. And to round up the first day of action, or the first round, I should say, number 8, Moeller, has number 25, St. Francis de Sales. We'll start off at the top. We'll give you a little preview. This is from the article I just wrote. And again, it'll be available at OhioHockeyDigest.com. So, both these teams, Dublin, Cyrodi, and Troy, rough season. The Irish went 2-14 and 14 in conference play, which is only two wins better than... St. Francis de Sales did in the capital. Troy 2-8 on the year. They finished third place in the gold division, a game ahead of Elder. Rick Zabo in his first year back with the Troy Trojans. Looking at the future, and as he told me uh, a while back, the future is bright. And we'll see how that turns out for the Trojans this year. But this game is happening tonight, 6.30 at the Chiller North. And that's the chiller right off US 23 and right by Walmart. So again, if you have a little shopping to do, you can do that and then come over and watch some hockey. I think it's 7 bucks for a mission. And you win, you keep playing, you lose, you're done. Unless you're part of the Post-Ohio District Tournament next weekend here at South Metro, which we'll probably cover next week. Like I mentioned, this is going to be a quick episode so I can get it uploaded and Get ready for my 22-game three-day swing of the Buckeye year-end tournament. For Dublin-Syota, it wasn't all bad, though. In their first game of the Blue Jackets' Cup, the consolation bracket, Pete Hurlick scored a whopping 11 goals over St. Francis of Sales. That broke a record that stood over 15 years, January 2005, by Kyle Brown. Also tied Kyle Brown's record with 12 points in a game. So congrats to Pete Hurlick. For the Troy Trojans, they're led by Captain Zach Uhlenbrock and Senior Connor Bell. Connor Bell, his first year in the net for Troy. and Uhlenbrock, that's been a very common name for Troy hockey the past few years, with Zach and his older brother Nate leading the helm for Troy. Should be a very good game. And for the Irish, they have Matthew Gast, who leads the offense with 41 total goals. So what's the reward if you win number 22, Dublin, Sayota, number 23, Troy? Well, that next day, Saturday at 6 at the Chill North, you get number one, Upper Arlington. And remember, this is a team that hasn't lost all year. One tie. That's it. The rest have been wins. Yeah, Upper Arlington, they're going to be the team to beat, and I think they're going to be the second team to represent Columbus. In the final, well, actually in the state final. I was going to say final four, but that wouldn't be correct because, you know, Columbus always has someone in the final four. That's how the brackets work, see? Yeah, but number one, Dublin, so, excuse me, number one, Upper Arlington will take on the winner of Dublin, Sider, and Troy tomorrow. Back at the North at six. This is February 22nd tomorrow. Now our next matchups tonight, 6.45 is Talawanda, Springboro, and 8.30 is Beaver Creek, Thomas Worthington. The Talawanda-Springboro one is quite interesting, depending on what side of the Cincinnati-Dayton market you're calling Talawanda. They're in Oxford, so in Butler County, that's Miami Valley, could also be part of the Cincinnati metro area, Butler County. So whatever side of the coin you like to flip, Springboro, technically I guess the same thing, but anyway... Very good matchup here, talawanda Springboro. These two teams have met up twice before. Once in the preseason where Talawanda won in a preseason bout by three. Six to three, I believe. I thought it was 7-4 at one point, but a lot of games I called. So if I get something wrong, I apologize. So I'm probably thinking of another game. But the regular season matchup ended in a tie at Talawanda. Remember the Brave play at beautiful Miami U's Goggin Ice Center. So this will be a very fun matchup. The Brave have first year skater Ree Benamati who leads the Brave offense, and Springboro has Slade Surikov, that leads the capital, I believe, by a considerable margin. I believe 22 goals for Slade in his senior year. For Springboro. So 9 and 12, that'll be tonight, 645. Take on the winner of eleven Thomas Worthington and 13 Beaver Creek. This is also a very fun matchup, too. This these two games, I definitely recommend seeing. Remember, Chiller North is a three-rink facility, so don't be surprised if you see times that close. Not sure which rinks they're at. You'll have to find out when you get there to Chiller North. Anyway, Beaver Creek, Thomas Worthington. This will be a fun matchup. Uh, Thomas Worthington, they've been a very strong team the past few years. Not strong enough to be like Upper Arlington or Dublin Jerome or the like, but... They hold their own. The Cardinals are a very good team, and they'll take on a very hard-working Beaver Creek Beaver squad, seeded number 13. Their goalie for Thomas Worthington, George Bear, 23-10-1 in the season, and their leading scorer, Thomas Worthington, Will Pischel, 44 goals, 22 assists, and 33. I wrote plays here, not games. That was smart of me. Which, if you like maths, that's two points per game. That's pretty good. So, I think it's going to be a very hard-fought blue-collar matchup because those are both hard-working teams. And again, winner to Springboro will take on the winner Beaver Creek Thomas Worthington tomorrow, Saturday, the twenty-second, seven thirty. But this will be at the Ice House Nationwide Arena, you know, the side rink to Nationwide where Saint Charles and Up Arlington call home. Move on further down into the bracket. Number fourteen Dublin Coffman, number sixteen Archbishop Alter. This is a good matchup as well. This is tonight at eight forty-five at the Chiller North. 14-16, Alter. I've seen this night squad many a time. Good depth, good, uh, good team on that bench and good head coaching Kevin Barry. Should be a lot of fun to watch. Dublin Coffman. They went five nine two in conference play, whereas Alter went six and four. And Alter only dropped the games to Beaver Creek in Talawanda. Beaver Creek ended up being the runners-up in the Swashel Tournament. And Alter fell to Beaver Creek in said tournament to nothing. Very hard fart game. So this should be a hard fart matchup. The victor of Kaufman Alter gets Dublin Jerome, and they're seeded number five. You can never count out Dublin Jerome. I mean, yes, it's not as strong as a team... They fielded last year, but the Celtics remember they graduated what ten seniors or something like that. So, they they can run the table. As we move on to Saturday games in the first round, that's all your games tonight. All at the Chiller North tomorrow at 11:30 in the morning at the Ice House, the Nationwide Arena. You have number 15 Olin and number 17 Bishop Watterson. This is a good capital matchup here, Olin Tangi. This year was a little bit rough for the Braves. They had quite a few injuries when they came out here at South Metro for Springboro Senior Day. And also, the lack of a JV team previous years. A little bit thin on the bench, but the Braves continue to battle on. They'll take on Bishop Watterson in the Blue Division. They were only a couple points away from jumping out of the Blue to get in the White Division for next year, but. Braves Eagles, that is tomorrow morning, the 22nd, 1130 at the Ice House. Winner gets number four, New Albany, also a set of Eagles and also a team to watch out for as well. I didn't mention in the article, I only picked a handful of teams to point out, but New Albany also very strong. Here's our Cincinnati battle at the Ice House and Nationwide Arena. It's Saturday, the 22nd, tomorrow at 130. You have number 10, St. Xavier against number 24, Elder. For the Bombers, it was their first year in the Capital Hockey Conference. They won the consolation brackets, but they were only two points behind Moeller to clinch a spot on the championship side. The Bombers, they have 12 seniors. Elder on the other side, 13. So yeah, that's 25 seniors represented from Cincinnati in this matchup in Columbus. For St. it's a good year. For Elder, it's a tough year. The Panthers went 1-9 in conference play. I think Troy was their only conference win, if I remember right, and it was OT at Hobart. But you have two head coaches that have been there for a while with lots of experience, Jodel Prince for Elder, and Elliot Johnson for the Bombers. And remember, both these teams shared a home last year. Say next moved to Sports Plus just up the road for a new locker room. But Bombers, Panthers... That should be one to watch. The winner has number six, Olentangy Orange, a.k.a. the team that has my favorite high school hockey jerseys. Because they look like old school Edmonton Oilers jerseys, they have an orange one, a blue one, and a home white one. But yeah, that's a very good Pioneer squad. And that'll be Sunday the 23rd at 2 at the Chiller North, Olentangy Orange against the winner of St. X Elder. We move on further down the bracket, the Ice House and Nationwide Arena, Columbus Academy. The 18th seed gets 19 Sycamore. This is an Ave squad that I've seen a couple times, and they have a short bench as well, like my team did in Centerville, but they got a good goalie in Marty Kahn. They also have a very speedy forward in Colin O'Shea and a great defenseman in Jackson Shock. So I think Sycamore can play with Columbus Academy. I do want to thank the folks at Columbus Academy that have their Periscope streams, and when I can, I'll watch them for a little bit. I think that'll be an interesting matchup. Just really depends what the Columbus Academy bench looks like. This is one of the few teams I haven't seen this year. But Vikings have been building the ship. And they're turning out to be a pretty good program. They're number one in the blue division, which I think means the Vikings move on to the white division next year. At least that's what it meant years past. But it is, again, 19 Sycamore against 18 Columbus Academy. One are those matchups, we'll get number two, St. Charles. And that'll be Sunday at four at the Ice House at Nationwide Arena, which effectively makes that a home game for the Cards. Which, you know, that's pretty cool, I will say. But at the same time, that makes that matchup with number two, St. Charles, even more tougher than before. But should be a good matchup between Columbus Academy and Sycamore. Up next tomorrow, this is Saturday at 4, at the Chilinorf, it'll be number 20, Gehenna Lincoln, against number 21, Centerville. Of course, you know I broadcast with the Centerville Oaks, and I've only missed a handful of games that Centerville's played this season. Wow, there might not be a lot of bodies on the bench. The talent that Centerville has, love, of heart and soul for first year at Coach Dylan Abood. And for Gehenna Lincoln, young pride of Lions. Sorry, Golden Lions. And the goalie, you might know him as the son of the radio play by play voice of the Blue Jackets, Matt McElligott. And he's had a very good year this year. That youth year from years past starting to grow a little older. And for the Golden Lions, Hayden Sindeldecker has 36 goals to lead the Pride. Years past, Hannah Lincoln Centerville has been a pretty good rivalry. And I add a note in the article saying that when I started broadcasting high school hockey with Centerville, that was my first trip. We went to the Eastern Chiller, and it was Centerville-Gahanna-Lincoln. Gold Lions handed us a lopsided loss, but in years after that, it's been a pretty good series between Gahanna-Lincoln and Centerville. So the question is, will the youth but full bench of Gahanna-Lincoln be too much, or will Centerville... Muscle out a victory with heart and soul. Whoever wins Gehenna Lincoln Centerville's battle has number three Olin Liberty. Liberty. That'll be Sunday at four at the Chiller North. And lastly, the first round battle of number eight Moeller against number twenty-five Saint Francis Sales. This is at the Ice House and Nationwide Arena Saturday the twenty-second tomorrow at five thirty. For Moeller, they were a good team. The only team out of Cincinnati or Dayton to make the championship. However, their first matchup was against Upper Arlington, and the Golden Bears took care of the Crusaders. A team that has been battling injuries, but future does look bright for the fighting Crusaders, including freshman Walleye Ratliff. He's had a very good year for Muller, and Brennan Strauss led the White Division in terms of save percentage at 91.4%. So Mullers has got themselves a good team. They're led by first-year coach Brad Gibson, who takes over for longtime coach, and Mike Reeder. Crusaders get St. Francis de Sales, the 25th seed. And for St. Francis de Sales, it was a very rough year. For the Stallions, sometimes I fear that I say Mustangs, but it's the Stallions. Sorry if I say Mustangs, but the Stallions went winless, according to the standings on CapitalHockeyConference.com. 0-25. And 0 and 14. In 0 oh and 16, I beg your pardon. In conference play, so tough year for St. Francis de Sales, and a short bench to boot. And Moller on the other side, they're healing up. That makes it a full strength team. The winner of Moller and St. Francis de Sales gets number seven, Olin Tangier Berlin. In my article, I point out that I think Olin Tangier Berlin is most capable. Of running off an upset run. Because they had a really good January. It was the first game that it called to start off the decade for Springboro. And the Bears won it 5-1. to one. Good depth. I think just the one goalie. But in terms of forwards and defense. They got a very good core. And they had a very strong run. They gave St. Charles fits. If I'm remembering right. Where it was 5-4 to four cards. Something like that. But I think if... Berlin can jump the Olentangy-Liberty hurdle if, you know, there's no upsets. If they can beat Liberty and get through to district semis, that'll be a fun run for Olentangy-Berlin. My pick to win it all? Upper Arlington. I mean, one tie, 33 wins. Yeah, I don't need to tell you how good of a season that is. Ranked number second since week two, and they've been in the top ten for the whole season. I liked what I saw the Golden Bears, and I thought that 6-0 win against Springboro, they could have done a little bit more damage, but I think Upper Arlington has a strong chance to become the second team to represent Columbus in the state final game. And my strong contenders, I also pick St. Charles and Olentangy Liberty. These teams are basically the bridesmaid, never the bride, because it's always been dublin Jerome. And this year, it's Upper Arlington. But I think if the Cardinals or the Patriots play their cards right, they can have a long run in the playoffs. By the way, if you're wondering, will they meet in the playoffs? Yes, if they win their games, the district semifinal will be their battle, March 1st, 6:15, Chiller North. And most likely taken on Upper Arlington. New Albany, I think, they can have a good run too. I don't mention them in the article, but I think the Eagles... Is it the Eagles team to beat St. Charles? I think they handed St. Charles one of their few losses. Dublin Jerome, I mean, it's not last year's Dublin Jerome team, but this Dublin Jerome team can cause havoc as well. Number six is tangy Orange. I think they have a chance for a good run too, but they have St. Charles if they get past either St. or Elder. I think this run's going to be quite interesting, and I think we're in for a fun few weeks to close out the ice hockey season. And I always say, in terms of winter sports, ice hockey's the one that goes by the fastest. You got a preseason in the last two, three weeks, then you start the weekend before Thanksgiving, and go until well, this year it's the second weekend of February. Not sure why. State playoffs start today. That's Friday. That's Friday, February 21st. Combination of Friday and February there, and starting at 6:30, Dublin, Sayota, and Troy. And I just got tagged. By the Troy Trojans hockey team on Instagram, and they are watching my call of Springboro Dublin Sciota, the last one I had of the decade for the Panthers. That game was a lot of fun to call, so they're watching how the Irish play. So happy to help. In case you were wondering, the district final, well, that's going to be March 7th at 2 at the Ice House and Nationwide Arena, meaning. Could be up Arlington St. Charles at the Ice House, round three. The winner of that game plays in the state tournament March 14th and 15th at the Nationwide Arena in Columbus, Ohio, you know, where the Blue Jackets play. And they'll take on. What is that bracket? Normally it says. Let's go back and look. In case you're wondering about districts, well, there really aren't any districts. Do they recede? Because there's not really, like, here's the final four. You got Kent. Sylvania and Brooklyn, not Brooklyn, New York. That would be silly, because this is Ohio. St. Ignatius is in this bracket. They'll have Avon, the 13th seat. They knocked off Normandy 8-1. And I'll be tomorrow at the Brooklyn Recreation Center. Saying I will be looking for the fifth straight title. Look at the Sylvania. That's Northwest Ohio. That'd be your Toledo area. It's St. John's defeating Maumee 12-2 to to meet up with number one, Sylvania, Northview. Perrysburg has Sylvania, Southview. That's six versus eight. The Yellow Jackets are a very strong team. They can make some buzzing in the Sylvania bracket. Yes, I know it's a terrible pun, but you come for the terrible puns. And the one Toledo team I saw this year, Toledo-Whitmer, they were shut out by number seven, Bowling Green, to set up Finley Bowling Green at the Sylvania Tam O'Shanter. It's really cool to see Toledo. Hopefully there's more opportunities like that for years, truly. But yeah, in ice hockey, there's just one division. You have ice hockey or you don't. You don't have ice hockey, then don't have ice hockey. Just like when Apple had those commercials years ago. If you don't have an iPhone, well, you don't have an iPhone. Thank you. I think I could have figured that one out for myself. So yeah, that's your state playoff preview. Again, my article should be up at Ohio Hockey Digest sometime today. And my hope is to continue to cover the playoffs as we roll along. But now to the conclusion of episode 136. I told you it was going to be a short one. Well, short one is it's not going to reach an hour and a half. Hopefully not. But it is the Buckeye Year End Tournament starting this afternoon at 4.15 at South Metro Sportsplex. And yours truly has... The call of all twenty-two games that we be played here. Most of the games are ten U. I think that's Pee Wee. Fourteen U is Bantam, and twelve—that's not Squirt, is it? That's not Midget. I'm not sure. You think I'd know that? But normally I just go ten U, twelve U, fourteen U, just because of the fact that. No, it's what we do in soccer. There's no—at least I don't think there is. I don't know, but yeah, the fun starts today. It is ten U. A2 Lower Championship, and it will be Columbus Chiller, a Columbus Chill Youth Hockey Association. Yes, I know the chill hasn't been a thing since the turn of last decade, but they now will go by the Blue Jackets, however the organization still calls themselves CCYHA. It'll be Eastep's CCYHA squad taking on the Evansville Shiley team. That's the Evansville Thunder. That's the high school team that also plays in the Kentucky High School Hockey League tournament. And that should be going on, is that this weekend or is that next weekend? i have to tell you a little bit more about that because I'm looking forward to seeing Head Coach Damian Tello take his Norsemen of Northern Kentucky through the state of Kentucky to Evansville, Indiana. Should be a good time for the Norsemen. Second game... This afternoon, 5.35, it'll be another 10U-A2 lower championship. The Columbus-Indiana Flames. Yes, there's two Columbuses. The Karras Flames take on Owensboro and Blaze, a battle of Indiana-Kentucky there. Third game tonight, it's 14U-A4 pool play. 14U's the age. Uh, A2-A4, that's the bracket or the league they're in. It'll be the Miami Junior Redhawks of bumholt taking on Finley's Gilly. And for the last game tonight, eight fifteen, it will be Cincinnati Swords of Pain. The coach's last name is Payne. The names are the last names of the coaches. will take on Valento's Indian Hill Rangers. That's a good Cincinnati battle there. Saturday we have eleven straight games. Whoever drops the first game tonight, they'll play at seven A.M. bright and early. Whoever wins well actually the loser of the first two games will play at seven. 7- O'clock, and then the winner of the two games play at 8.20. 9.40 will go back to 14 U.A. for pool play. It'll be Gillies-Finley Trojans against the Indy Junior Fuel of Moyer. And after that at 11, it'll be Joint's Junior Fuel against Burton's Louisville Ice Cards. Whoever drops Game 4 and whoever drops Game 3 will play, and I presume... Yeah, whoever loses the second morning game tomorrow will play the winner of the early morning game. Then we'll have the Columbus, Indiana Flames of Nelson take on Peter's Miami Junior Redhawks. Martin's Newark Generals square up against the Columbus Capitals of Valetti. Yes, there are multiple youth hockey associations. It's not that uncommon. Uh, Dayton has one. Troy has one. Cincinnati has one. Still wonder why the Cyclones don't start one up to help grow the sport in Cincinnati, but I digress. Indianapolis has, well, they had a couple. They had the Racers, you know, the historic reference of being Wayne Gretzky's first pro team. His first pro game was at Hare Arena, now in shambles. They had, when I first started this, the Indy Strong, the Indy Strength, well, those two S words, and then the Junior Fuel, which is the ECHA team, the Fuel, not. I think it's just junior fuel now. I think they absorbed the racers, too. So it's cool to see the fuel grow the sport in central Indiana, but why take away the racers' name? I don't know. Newark has one. Columbus, I thought they had three, but I'm only thinking the Blue Jackets and the Capitals. Miami has one in Oxford. You know, when you have the Gaugan Ice Center, it's kind of a nice place to play. Finley's got one. Uh, I'm not sure Northwest Sylvania has one, but I'm not sure about Toledo, Bowling Green. But there you go. Let's continue on. 420 tomorrow. It'll be the winner of game two in the 12U, which is Miami Peters and Columbus Flames Nelson against Bethel's Easton squad. Easton. I'll be honest with you. I don't think that's Columbus. I'm not sure. We'll find out later. And then we also have three more games after that. Bomb Miami takes on Moyers Junior Fuel to close out Saturday tomorrow at 8.20. And then there are seven games Sunday. Payne Swords against Burton's Louisville squad. Joints Junior Fuel against Valento of Indian Hill. And then we crown a couple of champions on Sunday. Yours truly gets to announce and bring out the banners. It'll be a lot of fun. In case you'd like to join me for a lot of you hockey action, it's youtube.com South Metro Sports. Hopefully, we'll have all 22 games streaming live, no tech problems. That's me knocking on the desk. Yeah, it's it's awesome to broadcast all this stuff because the parents do really appreciate it. And you do get to see a lot of good hockey out there. So I recommend, you know, well, come on out. It's all volunteer. RAN, there's a lot of local area squads that have youth hockey associations to grow the sport. So again, if you like to see more, there's more venues, it's not just at South Metro. Sports Plus has some, I thought Northland did, Uh, Columbus, Indiana has a rink, it's Hamilton something, they have some, I think Miami's hosting a few games at Goggin, but Should be a fun time in the Buckeye year-end tournament. And again, you can find out more going to BuckeyeTravelHockey.com and then go to tournaments and then click on 2019-2020 EOS. That's end of season. Meaning after this weekend, youth hockey is done. And for yours truly, there is just one more tournament. Actually, two. I think there's the B tournament. That's also part of the Buckeye Travel Hockey League. And also the Post-Ohio District Tournament, which I broadcasted last year from Springfield. And this year, will be at South Metro, so that'll be nice. And we have internet to stream live, so that'll be great. So, definitely, hockey's winding down, college baseball's on the way. In case you're interested, today is Friday, of course. The Dayton Flyers I mentioned are at Memphis to take on the Tigers of the American Athletic Conference for Wright State. They will take on Western Kentucky at Bowling Green, Kentucky. And this will be a four o'clock start. Is that Central Time? No, it's Eastern Time. Look at that. I thought Bowling Green was in Central. But there you go. And Sinclair gets their season underway. A home matchup this Saturday and Sunday. I think Macomb Community College is one of those. And I forget what the second one is. But Steve Deniman as one heck of a program for junior college baseball. We'll definitely talk more about college baseball as the season goes along, and that will wrap up episode 136, and luckily this didn't go to an hour and a half. Sorry for the shortened episode, and sorry again for being late this week, but time keeps on slipping into the future. I think someone's saying that. I'm not sure, though. We'll talk about more sports in episode 137, college basketball. Dayton Flyers still going strong, both men's and women's. Wright State still going strong, although the Raiders did have a big upset at Youngstown State last night, although the Penguins are 12-2 and two at the Big League Center, so a big win for the Penguins, but if they play their cards right, they can get the number two seed in the Horizon League. Yeah, that's something I never thought I'd say because when I was in college, Youngstown State, basketball, hmm. The girls were getting, uh, the women were getting there, the men, not so much. But Wright State still in first in the horizon. Cincinnati, their resume got a little wrinkled in the printer with that double overtime loss at home to UCF. Xavier's doing well, they had a nice Madison Square Garden win in a game where they had, what, was it 18 or 22 turnovers and they still won? Which was amazing. But yeah, we have a lot of great hoops. Going around in Southwest Ohio. Northern Kentucky also holding strong in that number two spot. But Youngstown State awaits them tomorrow. And again, the Penguins play the cards right. That number two seat could be YSU's. We'll talk more in episode 137. More sports. More since 98 in sports. Just the way this podcast likes it. And we hope you join us for the next episode. Until then, again, youtube.com slash southmetrosports. That's where I'm living at this weekend. We'll talk to you soon for more. This is Lee W. Mowen signing off for another episode of the Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast. Reminding you, if someone tells you Ohio State's the only local sport, tell them to shove it and tell them to talk more local sports. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast with Lee W. Mowen. To subscribe to the podcast, please visit the slash from there, you can choose your favorite platform, such as Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, TuneIn, Spotify, the iHeartRadio app, and many more. Interact with the podcast and host on Twitter at The Lee W. Mallon and at Sinday Pod. Like the Facebook page, The Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast, and download the free Flick Chat app, then search for the local Sunday sports group to submit your future Mowins mailbag questions. The closing theme is Lights Go Down by Dan Hennig provided by the YouTube Music Library Collection. This is Lee W. Mowen and I hope you enjoyed this week's podcast. Please join me again next week on the Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast.